global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all climbed to records. First time that that has happened simultaneously in 16 years amid earnings surprises. Moments ago, we heard from Nordstrom. Nordstrom's numbers coming in better than expected. Nordstrom shares now at 52.69, finishing the regular session at 47.56. Nordstrom ticker JWN reporting earnings of 67 cents. Estimates were for 57 cents a share. Again, uh, stocks higher. S&P up 10 to 2185, a gain of five tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials up 117 points to 18,613, a gain there of six tenths of one percent. Nasdaq up 23, a gain of five tenths of one percent. Gold down 890 the ounce, declining seven tenths of one percent to 1338. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate up four percent, 4337 for a barrel of West Texas Intermediate crude. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Rio de Janeiro, home of the 2016 Summer Olympics. It is also the city in which the headquarters of Petrobras, as well as many other petrochemical companies and service industry companies, are located. And here to tell us more about the city is Juliana Barbasa author of the book Dancing with the Devil in the City of God, Rio de Janeiro and the Olympic Dream. Juliana, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Now, when the Olympic Games, when the 2016 Summer Games were awarded to Rio in 2009, Brazil and the Brazilian economy looked very different. Tell us a little bit about the changing fortunes of the country and also of the city of Rio de Janeiro. Well, indeed, it looks very different from from what it looks like now. It's as if the state of Rio, the city of Rio, and the country had been turned inside out from that moment back in 2009. I mean, back then, the economy was booming. Brazil was seen as sort of the next big thing uh, internationally. Uh, Foreign direct investment was at record highs. Uh, I mean, almost every indicator that you looked at, Brazil was doing really, really well. I mean, inflation was low. Politically, it was stable. Uh, and then there was that huge oil discovery off of Rio de Janeiro's coast, which was expected to continue to bring in money into the future uh, to remedy things like uh, the you know deficits in, in education and health that were so important to, to Brazilians. So um, you go from that moment to this one where, you know, state of Rio can't, you know, pay police officers or hospitals are shuttered, you know, for lack of funds. Uh, again, almost every indicator is looking uh, negative. President is facing impeachment. Uh, it's an entirely different country, an entirely different city. And of course, your book, Dancing with the Devil in the City of God, uh, has great anecdotes. And you really, you give us, uh, it's like I'm reading a novel. You describe, you describe uh, d- drug use, you describe coming back to uh, Rio, coming back to Brazil. You're from there. Uh, what that was like. And over the years, but what is the mood now in Rio? What are people in the streets saying? Do they have some pride that they're on the global stage? And it, it, I mean, there have been some snafus, but it looks pretty darn good. Or are they angry that so much money was spent? I think it's it's a strange balance of both. There's some tension in the air for sure. I mean, some of those big protests that we saw 
before the World Cup, you know, back in 2013, 2014, the questions that fueled those are still there. You know, is this the right way to spend our money? Uh, are these the right priorities for our, our government? Uh, but at the same time, you know, once the game started here in Rio, much, again, as happened during the World Cup, which I was here for, you know, once the ball starts rolling and the, the medals start coming in, you know, those beautiful stories of the athletes, um, you know, people, Brazilians seeing Rio on international TV and knowing that it looks good, uh, there is an enthusiasm that, that, that percolates up. You know, there, there is a sense of, of, local pride. But I don't think that people forget for a minute that this is a very expensive party and that we're going to have to pay for it once it's all over. Does anyone believe that the total bill for the Rio 2016 Olympics will be about $4 billion, or is that just an estimate? (laughs) I, I don't think so. I mean, that's the official estimate just for the sporting venues, $4.6 billion. Um, the official estimate that I've heard for, for total infrastructure plus sporting venues is about $12 billion, but there are experts uh, who study the Olympics and the cost of these mega events that have put the total at nearly $20 billion, which, as you can imagine, uh, for, for Brazil and for Rio right now is astronomical. The title, Dancing with the Devil in the City of God, where does that come from? It was the sense that Brazil... And the IOC, really, if you think about it, were engaging in sort of a Faustian bargain. Uh, both of them were, were taking a little bit of a leap, uh, you know, sort of taking a dance with the devil in a way, selling your soul to see if you can grasp at something bigger, something better. Um, you know, from, from Rio's perspective, uh, grasping this idea that it's now a world capital and it can host the biggest sporting event on the planet. And from the IOC's perspective, they were, you know, they have been selling this idea that the Olympics are not just a sporting event. They're also uh, this catalyst for tremendous urban transformation. And Rio was supposed to be a shining example of that. Uh, when Rio bid for, for the Games, its bid was by far the most expensive, and it was competing with uh, you know far wealthier places like Tokyo, Chicago, uh, Madrid. And part of what made it so expensive is that it promised so much uh, – infrastructural urban change and the IOC wanted to sort of attach its brand to that you know a remade Rio and as you can see uh, things didn't work out for either one of them uh, so well so it was a dance with the devil that didn't really pay off. Now because of Rio's extensive port facilities a lot of their products whether it's crude petroleum semi-finished iron products or steel products it's all commodity driven Will Rio's fortune continue to be tied to commodity prices? I think so, and I think this is one of the unfortunate aspects of these last few years, not just for Rio, but for Brazil. A lot of expectations were were tied to that moment of of economic uh, success that Brazil experienced, you know, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, uh, the the lead-up into these games. And... uh, Unfortunately, Brazil didn't use that time to really take the difficult reforms that it needed to and, and its tax code and, and other sort of unsexy aspects of the economy. Juliana Barbosa, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so very much for joining us today. She's the author of Dancing with the Devil in the City of God, Rio de Janeiro and the Olympic Dream. Thank you for joining us. This is Bloomberg. 
Coming up, Bloomberg Law is brought to you by Jaguar Manhattan. Visit Jaguar Manhattan today where New York goes for luxury. Conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at JaguarManhattan.com. Jaguar Manhattan is at your service.